Hello everyone, welcome to Got to Start Somewhere, the podcast where I, Maddie Holmes, have open and honest conversations each week, exploring what it really means to start something new for the first time. This podcast is me also starting somewhere, trying to figure out the trials and tribulations of what it's like being a 20-something and figuring out where you want to go in the world, but also now during a pandemic. Uh, I've really enjoyed recording this series. My guests have been absolutely amazing. All the interviews have taken place remotely. And do not forget to uh, bless your little ears with my content and uh, go on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts to listen to all the weekly episodes. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of Got to Start Somewhere. This week, I have on the wonderful Georgie Pooley, an entrepreneur who started her own beauty business, covering treatments from facials to lashes and waxing. Georgie Glow is a brand whose ethos centers around wellness and using vegan and cruelty-free products. Georgie, welcome to Got to Start Somewhere. Hello. (laughs) Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. So let's start at the beginning um, because we've known each other now for quite a long time. Yeah, quite Um, a few years. Yeah, like ever since I really started studying at Exeter, but I feel like there's still so many bits of your kind of journey into how you started your business that I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how did you decide to go down the path of well, like your interest in beauty? I've kind of always been interested in it. Like when I look through family photos, I'm always there with on Christmas Day with like pink makeup all over my face and just from like a young age of like six. So I've always been interested in it. Um, but I think it's quite bad when you're, I wanted to get into it. And in school, they literally told me, no you're not doing it like you deserve better and I was always a bit like what and yeah throughout GCSEs I was like yeah I want to do beauty and my my teacher literally said you're too smart for beauty like you need to do another GCSE and I was like oh okay so I just picked um like media and art instead because I knew I could kind of use that if I wanted to get into beauty if I changed my mind um and then went to do media makeup because that was kind of you know a bit more of a smarter choice and then a month before college I thought you know what I'm just gonna go for it I don't really want to do media makeup I want to do beauty so a month before um, college I literally just changed and just went from there. And what was the next step did you get your qualifications? Um, yeah, so you go to um, beauty school in college, so I did two years. And what, what do you get trained in when you go to beauty school? Is there anything specific that you chose? Do you choose like modules uh, in like what you want, what kind of training? You yeah, want? so there's, there was like beauty therapy, um, media makeup, and then I think there was like the science one. Um, but beauty therapy was a mixture of everything, including like science makeup. So um, yeah, literally waxing, makeup eyelashes brows um yeah facials and stuff and then the second year you pick like a target so like you target on something so I went for like massage and stuff when you first started did you did you feel like you took to it quite easily or were there some disaster did you ever like pull out anyone's entire eyebrow (laughs) never did that but it was so it was so scary like college a lot of people literally just did a few months and were like, I could not do this. Because you're, at the age of 16, you're not confident enough to be like carrying treatments out in like personal areas on a, mm. like a woman. 
it's quite like scary like you would literally just get thrown in the deep end and um, people would pay like a cheap amount of money to like get stuff done with us obviously knowing that we had only been doing it a few weeks and it was oh yeah it was just so scary but no no disasters <laughs> but it was I literally used to shake I used to think oh my god I'm so scared please don't do anything wrong I worked at HQ um, which is like a little salon in Harlequins, which, do you know where that is? Near Guildhall? Yeah. Well, I've always been quite centre. And then I went to work at Amanda Marsden, which is an Aveda salon um, in Exeter, which is on Queen Street near the museum. Yeah. So I was there for four years. That was amazing. And then I went on my own to, well, part on my own to Space, which is an Aveda salon as well, which obviously where we met. Yes. So that was, yeah. I guess, the next step. So you were working for... Aveda in the Amanda yeah, yeah. salon. Yeah, so that was more employed. Um, I, I really liked Aveda and I thought, you know what, if I can find somewhere that I can be a bit more on my own, be self-employed, I'll do it. And then I came across Space, which obviously was using Aveda, which was a bonus because I worked with them for like years, um, but you could be on your own. So you were self-employed in there. So that was really good. Um, so it's just like you could get the help from a salon um, and get the clients from the salon but I did all my own stuff and how did you find out about the like opening in the space because you had a, like a little room at the top of the attic yeah. their salon was really lovely I was literally on holiday and I thought you know what I just really want to work for myself looked on indeed it came up I think that was the Saturday and came back off holiday on the Monday and then I met up with Chloe who owns space and then I just decide I'm I'm I just go with it. If I get something in my head, I just want to do it. So I just came back up holiday, got changed, went to space, and then loved it. So then, yeah, handed in my notice a few days later. Yeah, so it was quite quite a, quite a quick thing. And when did what was like the biggest difference you found from working for, like self-employed essentially compared to working um, for a company? Definitely more scary. If someone cancels and you're unemployed, you just lose a little bit of commission. So it would be like a percentage. And, you know, you would, I would think, oh, God, I've got an hour spare now. I'll just have a little cup of tea, sit here, getting paid, enjoy it. <laughs> Whereas when you're self-employed and someone cancels, that is a huge chunk of your wage just getting taken. So you have to kind of really fill your space um you know get yourself known because in Aveda people would just walk in and be like right have you got a space whereas on your own it was mm. a big step but I think it's always worth it and what do you think if you had to kind of summarize your role as a whole now um being self-employed like what are the key kind of different roles that you manage yourself because obviously you have to be all the things that would usually be in a business as one person yeah yeah um, there are so many roles when I think about it literally it's crazy um, obviously you are like the beauty therapist um, and then you're you know admin all the diary work like taxes I do have an accountant but you kind of you don't your accountant needs that information so I kind of have to print off the information um, write everything down and then I give it to her um, I used to try and do it all myself but I thought I just don't I don't have the time so it's really good that she helps me um cleaning ordering um you know just making sure that clients are you know knowing where I am knowing what to do before consultation sheets and just 
kind of just figuring out if that client is best for that treatment so sometimes you know clients will book in something and then I realize actually that isn't what I don't think that's what they want and then we kind of yeah talk about it so yeah it's just making sure the client's happy really but yeah so many different roles and what do you think is your fit other than actually doing the treatments on your clients like what do you think is your uh, like your second top favorite marketing I think I'm really like just Instagram um and just sort of like color schemes like a business just like a vibe I quite like yeah I quite yeah, like marketing. definitely got a vibe I love burnt orange anyway and like and I'm wearing orange tracksuit right now <laughs> how did you decide that the kind of orange palette was what you wanted to um main brand with a favorite it was always quite green and I did like that because it's quite unisex um and then in space I was kind of pink and blue kind of the pink for you know females blue for males but I thought I want to pick a color that isn't you know when people think of a beauty therapist it is kind of like girly and pink I didn't really like that I want a male to come in you know for a massage and feel like they're quite welcome in it you know I feel like my room is quite a warm setting so yeah orange was unisex but yeah nice and bright happy glowy yeah and I think also it's really hard well obviously like Instagram is a huge part of a lot of people's lives now but especially businesses and and like kind of getting your marketing on point is a really difficult thing to get because like once you've got the kind of maybe over a thousand followers it kind of spirals from there but initially kind of getting that like clientele and that ownership of of your brand is quite hard to to start up an Instagram I would say takes ages and like you said once you get past a certain mark I think for me as well if I look at an Instagram and it's got you know not quite a lot of followers but I look at and I think oh if they've got a few followers they must be this must be worthy to follow them whereas I think when when you're in that hundreds it's really hard to prove that people should follow you Mm, yeah it's hard to build up I get (laughs) what do you think is your um most popular kind of form of recommendation do you think most of your clients um, um, find you through Instagram or word of mouth I think yeah Instagram I think Instagram and word of mouth because I think people do word of mouth and then find me through Instagram mm. um so, you know someone might send my profile to their friend and then they'll contact me profile and share profile send it to your friend it's super easy and then you I think someone it's really good because then someone can look through and you know click a photo and be like oh that's what I want I I will go to her Mm. instead of not looking at photos and not having a clue what you're gonna get do you have any top tips for anyone who is self-employed and like how to manage the most tricky kind of bits of a of a business when you're self-employed like a lot of people like love it so much and that's why they're self-employed because they know they're going to give their 100% through it so they'll get it back. But I would say the main thing is just balance. Mm. I was so obsessed. And obviously it was good because I think that's how I've, you know, got where I am today. But it was actually quite like draining. I'd work a whole day, you know, sometimes like a tech 12-hour shift, be so busy. And then as soon as I finished, I'd just be on my phone looking through all my Instagram messages. And then I'd think, oh, 
I need to put up this photo. Oh, I need to edit this video. It can get quite obsessive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the best thing I've done is I have like an online system. So if someone wants to book in, I just send them a link and they can do it. Whereas, yeah, before it got quite mm-hmm. obsessive. So I think have a platform where you can make it a lot easier for yourself. And I think that is a thing that a lot of self-employed pe- people do kind of struggle with is that thing of you don't have your office hours of like nine no, to five no. or whatever you could technically be working towards your your brand for 24 hours a day if, yeah. if that's what you wanted to do i think a lot of people do that though mm. on instagram you know instagram is amazing but it's you you do never stop sometimes i literally just have to put my phone away because all these messages that pop up because i love because i love it i just want to respond to everyone I think yeah you need to just put your phone away for two minutes and yeah enjoy life really definitely um what is your favorite treatment that you like to do on your clients I would say skin it's like something like dermaplaning um it's really sort of satisfying to do because a lot of dead skin comes off Mm. um and you can literally just change someone's skin within 25 minutes Mm. um the skin can look quite dull um textured dermaplane it will, will look really glowy smooth and the the smile on someone's face after is incredible because they they realize that their skin can literally just be saved which is really nice yeah I remember when I came to you and had dermaplaning and then I went yeah. back to my uni house and I came in the room and everyone literally gasped and was like yeah. you're shining and glowing and I was like yeah I've just been just even had a facial <laughs> I think a lot of people don't believe that though yeah like oh god the amount of people that are just like oh does it really work I'm like get it done and you will find out obviously over the years you've built up your clientele how many regular yeah. customers do you do you have do you, would you say as a percentage probably 70 percent regulars 30 percent new um i would say it used to be a lot more even um but because i'm so busy and you know the more popular i've got um with clients I now have to tell my clients, if you want to book in with me, you need to book, you know, five in advance. So a lot of my clients just book, you know, months in advance. So I would say regular clients I do have a lot more of. Hmm. But I feel like in a way, like a, a beauty therapist is also a bit like a hairdresser in the sense of like, once you found like someone that's good, like you don't need to try anywhere else. Um, and the, the yeah. amount of places that I have tried, well, actually not that many, but maybe like a handful of places I did try around Exeter. Yeah. I didn't like the results. And then you just keep spending money on like a bit of a gamble of whether you're going to get the yeah. like, the service you want and the standard that you yeah. want. Yeah, I think if it's if it's quite a personal treatment, it's it can be quite like oh right, I've got to meet them, see if I like them, see if they do the good job, see if they make me feel comfortable, if I like the settings. There's quite a lot of things to tick off. Mm. Um, I know a lot of my clients. You know, some of them I know they want to sleep. Some of them I know they're going to talk like you kind of just get what people like. Sometimes yeah. I'll be doing it. I'm like, oh God, do you want the same as usual? Yeah. They're like, yeah, same as <laughs> usual. Don't need to say anything because you do it right every time. So I think it's quite nice that people can just come in. And if they, you know, sometimes people go, I'm really stressed. I just want to lie here and, you know, not talk. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah. You know, sometimes I might have clients that they've had a really bad day and they just want to blow off loads of steam and just tell me everything then they can do that and yeah if they want to go to sleep they can it's kind of that nice mixture yeah because I guess essentially you are a bit of like a uh 
a confidence in some way yeah like all these women just like and I find it so easy just to like chat to you and just like kind of chat to anyone that's like doing my hair and like before you yeah. know it you've shared your whole life story with someone I think I think it's partly because you know if you fall out of a friend or fall out of anyone or you know you just want to there's something that's happened you can tell me and I don't know the people you're talking about. It will never loop round. Yeah. It will always stay like confidential with me. So it's really good. Sometimes I'll kind of say something to a friend. I think, oh God, why did I say that? I should have just not said it. Whereas I think if you're saying it to a beauty therapist or a hairdresser, you know, it won't go anywhere else. Mm. And like, just going back to what you said about the, um, like seeing how pleased your clients are and like yeah. how much it boosts their confidence and just like, I don't know, self-worth after a treatment. Um, do you think that's also an element of why you went into the beauty industry? Oh, definitely. Yeah, 100%. I can't even explain how like how it makes me so happy just to, I think definitely with skin and stuff, if you have acne or, you know, rosacea or anything, you know, sensitive, like anything like that, it can just put your confidence down. Mm-hmm. So just trying to, educate someone to you know not squeeze use this product do this it yeah it can boost someone's confidence so much because I used to have really bad acne I used to just want to cover my face in foundation which would make it worse and if it got really bad I just want to cover my face and not let anyone look at me so it can feel quite daunting and I also think just like using simple effective products yeah it's like one of the best ways to kind of sort out skin problems and I think yeah. a lot of people think they have to cover themselves with like 50 different serums and creams oh and I know I've to go right I need I'm gonna use this 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 I'm like all of those things are counteracting each other this makes this not work mm. so you're putting creams all over your face for no reason but I think Instagram plays a huge part in that because a lot of people, you know, Instagram famous people get paid for an ad. People need to realise that they're getting paid to do that. And sometimes they don't even use it. Yeah. I have a lot, follow a lot of people and they, they're opening the box. These are amazing. I can't wait to use it. And I think you're, you're saying it's amazing, but you haven't even used it yet. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, a lot, of, a lot of girls will look at it and think, oh, if they've used it, their skin looks amazing. I'm now going to buy it. I have clients that go, yeah, I'm using this, 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 because they use it. I think, yeah, people need to sort of not learn because I'm here to teach you. But um, yeah, people just need to realise that people just want to get paid to to say. And it's really hard, isn't it, balancing like which recommendations to follow and which, you know, are literally just being said for money and commission on platforms. And um, I think there is that thing of like, there is maybe a bit of a divide in women of the women that are like, my skin is okay. I just use a moisturizer daily because that's all I need to the people that like are obsessed with skincare and like read off about everything and find out about everything that they can. I think it's a hobby, can't it? Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's definitely a hobby on clients and myself. I feel amazing if I've done a good skincare routine. Definitely. Our skin is our biggest organ. If it feels really nice and hydrated, I just feel really good. Mm. So you started your own skincare brand as a kind of like side extension of your business. Yeah. Um, how much kind of research and planning did went into that? I've wanted to do it for a few years. Um, obviously, skincare is my, you know, that is my favorite bit about my job. Um, I think because I've kind of trialed and tested loads of things for myself, 
um, my main product is my rosehip oil. Um, rosehip oil is amazing, but the, um, the aromatherapy essential oils that I have in there really help with sort of taking down redness, balancing the skin. Um, it's really good. Well, my target sort of audience was more combination skin, um, but then rosehip is really good for dry and um, sensitive skin like eczema. So I did make a lot of people trial it. And I didn't think it was going to be as amazing for obviously dry skin because it's really lightweight, but I've had amazing responses for people with yeah, dry eczema. Um, but yeah, I've wanted to do it for ages. So in lockdown, I had enough time and I thought I'm going to do this. So um, yeah, I just researched into it um, a little bit more, trialed and tested it on, you know, friends and family. At the start, I made it way too strong. Every time I used it, I was like, oh God, this is giving me a bit of a headache. So I just knew that I had to add less essential oils. And yeah, and now I've got, yeah, an oil, so rosehip oil that's vegan and organic. And then I've got a orange blossom and rose water um, spray. You can just, it's like a toner, but it balances your pH throughout the day as well. So just add a bit of refreshment. So it's really good for um, people that wear masks all the time. I have a lot of clients at the moment, just literally any time they can remove their mask, they just spray it over and it's really good for sort of yeah. Because that's one thing that has one slight negative that's definitely come out of this year is the mask knee has just been atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> I know. God, I'm I'm feeling it myself. God. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit further about your lockdown experience and how it affected your business. It sounds like the main change in the kind of business model has been the the new skincare. Yeah. Were there any positives that came out of not having the salon open? Yeah, obviously just putting time into um, the skincare brand and my website. I just had a lot more time to um, focus on the online side of it. Um, But yeah, just personal sort of care, I think. Um, I have a dog, so lots of um, dog walks, which was really nice. I don't think I've ever been outside as much as I have which sounds bad because you should obviously be inside um but just like big dog walks um you know every day just exercise um obviously it was heartbreaking to see the studio close um but I just think I've kind of yeah sounds really silly but I think I've just found myself a little bit you're spending so much time on your own that you need to I've kind of learned to love myself and know what I want as a person um but yeah obviously really well no shouldn't say that word obviously really (laughs) um but yeah no I have as much as it's been awful that you know to see my brand and everything kind of not do its thing um it has been nice to just have a bit of time off Mm, definitely and I think like you said I think a lot of people have really appreciated this year having that kind of just time to wind down a bit and and like that's something I'm definitely going to take into the new year if things kind of start to reopen again hopefully um Mm -hmm. in in the kind of middle of next year it's just that it's like I don't want to ever be that kind of like busy like if for the wrong reasons again like just putting so much on my plate that I literally didn't stop and and like and that I like kind of expected that to be normal and then actually taking a step back I'm like that was too much responsibility for too little time um and just kind of balancing everything a bit more balance is the main thing yeah um there was also a lot of criticism towards the government in the easing of the first lockdown as salons could reopen because barbers were allowed to be open but therapists weren't allowed to have their studios open how did you kind of feel and react to that 
I was so angry watching the um, the guys talking House of Commons literally brought me to tears just out of anger because mm. I'm not you know I obviously I'm a feminist but I'm not like a huge preacher of feminism mm. um, I'm always like oh you know we are we are quite um, quite equal you know it's 2020 equal rights seeing that just made me realize we are not even close because there is no other reason for us to not open than sexism i was literally walking past barbers because i live you know quite central to town so when i was walking my dog i was walking past barbers and they literally some of them didn't even have masks or visors on they were doing nose waxes you know they were doing beard trim so some people you know were pulling their mask down the barber wasn't wearing a mask and they're literally shaving their beard how is that possible when a beauty therapist totally get it i thought they were going to say you know you can't do facials because the client's going to have to remove their mask the client has to have their mask on at all times i could have done massage eyes brows you know any body waxing how is you know a leg wax is so far away but yet a man because a man needs to you know look great that they can get their face done I I honestly do not see the difference the main thing as well is in the beauty industry we are probably one of the cleanest um industries we're you know cleaning everything so I yeah I just can't see how it wasn't you know allowed I think also the main thing that annoyed me was that the majority of self-employed people are women and mm. a lot of them do fall into that category of the beauty industry yeah. and like, the fact that they just weren't they just weren't thinking and no. and I think a lot of people did rise to that kind of anger yeah of not being able to reopen um and in the um in the house of commons I can't remember what his name is um but he was like oh you know are there really going to be cues to the beauty to get, you know, your nails done? And he, they were laughing. I thought, you are making me so angry right now. The fact that you think, oh, you know, for your little beauty treatment, it's a lot more than that. It's not just the beauty treatment. Someone getting their toes done, you know, that might be the only thing that that woman ever gets done. Um, and, you know, especially with like older ladies, you know they might not really meet up with many people their hour with me might be you know their time to talk and you know their only time to be away from their husband so mm. I think it's more than just you know a shit beauty treatment that's mm. gonna oh make us look really pretty so mm. men fancy us because I don't I think a lot of men think we do it for men we honestly do not we do it for ourselves when I, my feet are painted my toes I'm in the shower and I'm looking down at them like, you go, hun, you look good. Where I don't think, oh, I'm going to paint my toenails red because a boy down the road said he likes the colour red. Mm. Not yeah. at all. So, yeah, I, I think... think that's the thing. I think a lot, of pe- a lot of men do think that beauty treatments are maybe, like, extravagant or kind of, like, done for the male gaze. And that is just not the case. And I think a lot of women, maybe that is also maybe an issue within society, but a lot of women rely on those treatments to kind of boost their confidence and feel better yeah. but then also we've been in a lockdown for like five months and like yeah. our bodies are a bit out of care because we've been inside and not been seeing anyone and just not been caring as much and then yeah. you know, lockdowns were easing and 
people were able to see each other again. And of course, you want to look and feel your best after a really unsettling period of time. Yeah, I think as well as even looking good, though, it is just that nice sort of central feeling within. Because mm-hmm. you know, I do have a lot of clients who just come in for a back massage. Mm-hmm. They might really suffer. Um, you know, every time they wake up, they have a bad back. So just, you know, I have clients that come in every month for a back massage. It just helps them be a bit more mobile. So yeah. it's as well as looking good, it is more of a physical feel. So what? Are, so now we've reached into a new year. What are yeah. your kind of plans and goals to for your business this year um well hopefully I'm not closed for half of it again um <laughs> hopefully I will reopen in Feb um my goals are I do, I, I haven't even said I have launched um new vegan palm-free natural soaps as well yes. um so I did that in it wasn't in lockdown actually it was in um around about September October um, so in the first lockdown, I was researching into that quite a lot um, because my brand obviously is more eco-friendly um, and it really annoys me that everything you buy product wise is in usually in a plastic bottle. Um, a lot of them are in glass bottles and stuff, which is really good. But even myself, like I'm, I try and be, you know, more eco-friendly wherever possible. Um, so if I buy, you know, cotton pads, I buy the reusable ones um cotton buds I buy the bamboo or the paper ones um so I'm constantly trying to just every every now and again just everywhere I can just turn to that more eco side um so I was buying shower gel I was thinking I'm going through so many bottles of shower gel that what is the point it's just a plastic bottle at the end and it as much as people say it will be recycled it probably will end up in landfill and in the sea so I thought, you know what, I'm going to try use, you know, soaps, um, soaps. I've tried shampoo and conditioner um, bars. Yeah, they're not great. They do dry out my hair. So I I just buy like a big litre bottle now. Um, But with soaps, it's literally, there's no waste. Um, So I've just, yeah, brought that out. Um, So I think, yeah, my 2021 goal is to, you know, do more soaps. Um, do face soaps do different types so I've got um, like peppermint ones and just try really yeah target target Mm. that and I think 2021 more eco-friendly less plastic and more balance that is lovely very 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 strong goals (laughs) I think that's also one thing that's come out of the pandemic which isn't great is the the um, we've, I feel like we've kind of gone back a little bit in terms of because yeah, of the masks. Yeah, because people don't want to be reusing coffee cups. Like like coffee shops weren't learning reusable coffee cups until recently. Yeah. And um, like you said, with Bruce, like beauty shower products as well. I think one thing that brands could definitely do to kind of extend their eco ethos is just reusable products. Like be able to go back into the store and like refill of this. If yeah. you love that product, like why do you have to buy another? whole plastic bottle like just go in that's what I do with my oil so with clients that buy it I'll say um bring your bottle back in and you'll get a percentage off I think it's I I usually do like 15 or 20 percent um so you are saving quite a lot of money just to bring back a bottle um but yeah there are a few sort of shops in town that yeah more zero waste it's called zero in fourth street if anyone Mm, yeah it's more eco-friendly in Exeter so yeah you can just you know take in a tub and go fill everything up which is yeah definitely the way forward yeah 
Um, so last question to finish on is uh, what if you had to give one piece of advice to someone who wants to start their own business as well in the beauty kind of industry what would be your one piece of advice for starting uh do it don't let people tell you you know that you're not good enough or you know i oh, don't do that it's really dumb and stupid do what you want and don't let people tell you not to do it because i think it is such an industry where people think we're dumb and stupid um and def there's more to it than that. Just if you want to do it, do it, get into it. You know, there's online courses. So a few of my clients have said, oh, I really want to get into it. I really want to try, but I don't want to spend, you know, thousands of pounds on beauty school. And um, there are kind of just, you know, a week's course and, you know, something, do it, see what you think, and then just do it on, club, you know, friends and family and just see if you like it. Um, but yeah, don't let any man tell you you're not, don't do beauty. Amen. <laughs> That's a brilliant <laughs> thank Georgie, thank you so much for coming on this episode. Um, don't forget to tune in next week for another one. I think there's now going to be three episodes left of the series and then I'll be going on another little break. But thank you so much for all your support oh. in 2020. And don't forget to go check out Georgie's Instagram, which I'll link in the description and um, book in for her products when she reopens Aww, in February. <laughs> Aww, thanks. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. <laughs>